Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is kind of a disturbing, disturbing website. For me, anyway. It is the website known as TeaPartyNation.com. And Tea Party Nation is a website, as you might imagine, and they describe themselves like this. What is Tea Party Nation? Tea Party Nation is a group of like-minded individuals who believe in our God-given individual freedoms written out by the Founding Fathers. We believe in limited government, free speech, the Second Amendment, our military, secure borders, and our country. We hope you will join us, make and form strong bonds, network and make plans for action with others of a like mind. We are doing what we could not do alone, to preserve that which we value. We are not citizens of a quote-unquote global community. We are citizens of the greatest nation on God's earth. We are Americans. Tea Party Nation is a privately owned site. We ask nothing of our members other than to take part in advancing the conservative cause and defeating liberalism. So, I think there's no, no surprise that this was difficult for me to read. <laughs> anyway, so I was pointed to this forum and um, it's not really a forum, it's more of like a small group of people posting their opinions or articles to or links to articles and then the replies and herein lies what we will be reading from i did have to apply to this site to join and i am i'm not engaging in any conversations i'm lurking but i did receive a hilarious video from a conservative comedian who was kind enough to share with me the a video of her trolling some sort of union organized uh rally with the trademark conservative humor which is uh not at all mean-spirited anyway um so without further ado we'll read from the forums at tea party nation and the first thing we're going to read is by um by i don't know i don't know what this guy's role is but he's pretty significant um he's posts a lot and so the first thing we'll read is by judson phillips and he writes in a thread he entitled if you know where my country went could you please point me in the right direction and it goes like this. It seems like every day there is something new that makes you want to grab your head in excruciating pain and ask if the whole world has gone mad. The latest offender is Abercrombie and Fitch. They are now selling padded push-up swimsuits to girls as young as eight. Is this another winning the future moment? Eight-year-old girls? There is only one explanation for this. That is a total collapse of morality in this country. When we start talking about morality, a mental image, thanks to the media, pops into America's collective memory. It is the image of someone taking a two-ton Bible and thumping some really cool person with it. The left is always ready to object to others, namely conservatives, forcing their morality on others. Implied in that message is that liberals do not force their morality on anyone. That, like almost everything else we get from the left, is not true. Morality is a set of rules that we as a society agree to live by. America's rules generally come from about 5,000 years of Judeo-Christian beliefs. They have worked pretty well for the most part. What the left never says is there's... <laughs> What the left never says is, there is a battle of morality going on. There will always be. Uh, one side is always going... What's up? Well, as you can tell, I am doing this at work again. Anyway, what the left never says is that there is a battle of morality going on. There always will be. One side is always going to force its morality on the other. The majority will force its morality on the minority. 
There's nothing wrong with morality. In fact, morality is a good thing. Morality teaches us not to kill each other. Morality teaches us not to steal from each other. Morality teaches us to be kind to animals and small children. Morality also has a sexual component, which drives the left nuts when you start to talk about it. Marriage is a pretty good institution. It has worked well as one man and one woman since before this country was founded. It is not a freak show for two men, three women and a dog. Morality works pretty good for this country. In America, unlike many countries, murders in the streets are pretty rare. Men do not victimize women with impunity as they do in other countries. Children are protected and treasured in this country. They are not treated as sex objects except by a few degenerates, and morality says we do not tolerate those type of people. The left has made a war on morality for the last 60 years. Perhaps we should ask how that is working for them. What is the greatest indicator for poverty? Having a child out of wedlock. What are the three rules that if you will follow, you are almost guaranteed to avoid poverty? Do not have a child until you get married. Do not get married until you at least graduate from high school and stay off drugs. Morality has its benefits. Instead, media outlets such as MTV glorify being a single teen mom or other bad behavior as exemplified by the show Teen Mom and Jersey Shore. Unfortunately, the people at Abercrombie and Fitch think eight-year-olds are proper sex objects. 20 years ago, something like this would not have happened. There would have been public outrage. Now, with the loss of morality, we are so desensitized. Only a few raise a ruckus about this. As we continue down this road, is it any wonder we are seeing record numbers of cases of child porn and child sexual abuse? The left, as a part of its war on America, has made a war on morality. Abercrombie and Fitch's latest offering is proof that the war has also been lost. Okay, well, I mean... The three things to stay out of poverty? I don't think those are... Well, whatever. I don't want to get into it. I'm not judging. It doesn't make any sense, but I'm not judging. <sighs> and to the discussion. Replies to this discussion begin by Marianne Hart on March 28th. And she writes, I'm more concerned about America's schools teaching tolerance of debauchery to the point of teaching about how to have same sex, not protection, but outright different ways of having sex. I'm more concerned about school administrators, such as in Massachusetts recently, who make, who make statements like this one. The goal is to reach kids before they absorb their parents' values. By middle school, it's too late. Elementary school administrator in Massachusetts. This is attributed to a cloud person. There's not really a... And Judson replies, A&F was simply the latest outrage. You point out why the public school monopoly must be broken. And Marianne replies, For me, it was the above statement that was the latest outrage. A&F I heard about last week. The Massachusetts deal I just heard about last night. Pushing the tolerance of being gay wasn't enough for our schools. Now it's how to have sex and also tolerance of transgenders. And I'm really feeling very sick right now. I've had enough of this right is wrong and wrong is normal. Well, that would mean that right is normal if you go by the uh, that logic. But so anyway... And Jean McAllister replies, The educational system was taken over by radicals years ago, with the intention of dumbing down the population, indoctrinating them into promiscuity, immorality, illiteracy, and debauchery. This renders the citizens to be easily controlled by those more educated and more self-controlled. The elites, who set the whole one-world thing in motion, intend to rule mankind while the serfs serve them. And K.T. Borland writes, you're exactly right. Sorry, but God's word, yes, you might hate this, it's not PC, it says in the end time, good will be called evil and evil good, which again, I point out, leads to a circle. So I don't know what that, that doesn't really help anything. Um, and El Cid Vencedor writes, Agreed! We need to take back our children from the demoralized public school system. On a good note, I just contributed to the National Council on Bible Curriculum in Public Schools. That may be a start for our retaking America back. 
retaking America back, which would imply that you already took it back, and then you lost it. Anyway, and Joanne writes, You are completely correct, Judson. The worst thing that ever happened to America's schools was when the teachers unionized. Now schools are controlled by people who only care about money and power. They care nothing about the educational and moral welfare of America's children. And, sadly, it seems they desire above all to corrupt them as much as humanly possible. The devil of the Bible is alive and well in the U.S. Uh-huh. That's amazing. Okay. And Albert M. Bryerson writes, As well as part of the liberal progressive communist Marxist program of taking over our country, they went out and destroy our morals and religious values at the same time. And Joan Phillips replies, that's how it starts, slowly, little by little, creeping over us like a fungus, and has taken over because we ignored these small changes at the start. No way to change it now. It has gone too far. TV, movies, education, etc. Remember when the censors complained when Clark Gable, in Gone with the Wind, said, Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Hey, that was a bad word back then. Now the F word is so common in movies, most people don't even notice. But not me. It interferes with the plot and can't concentrate. But maybe that's their intention, to brainwash us, especially our children. Yes, even children in these movies use those words. They've become part of their everyday vocabulary. I'm an old lady, so remember kids saying, you show me yours and I'll show you mine. Now they're issuing condoms in elementary school. <laughs> Isn't your playful sexual uh, exploration also immoral? It's unprotected. I'll say that much. If you had chosen to go further. And C. Tim Winkley writes, Your country left when you allowed your own daughters to sport bikinis under the guise of swimwear. It seems that the only group I know of in the U.S., including church denominations that put a strong emphasis on modesty, is the homeschoolers. And Joanne replies, Not true! Our two oldest grandchildren, Riley, our granddaughters, who's nine, and Sam, who's six, go to Maryville Christian School in Maryville, Illinois. I thank God that they do also. It's staffed by a wonderful, godly group of teachers and individuals who covet scriptural morality and love Jesus Christ. And they teach about Him as part of the curriculum also. I only wish our other two, younger grandchildren, lived near there so that they could also attend. Nora will start kindergarten this fall, and sadly, she'll be attending public school, a thought that simply terrifies this Christian grandmother. Of course, you are correct about homeschooling also, but our corrupt society wants to take more control of that also. Illinois tried to do so recently, but happily their attempt was thwarted this time. And Carl Priest writes, But those who shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Matthew 18.6 And Corey Whitman writes, Liberals cannot force their morality on anyone because they don't have morality. Everything is okay with them, as long as you don't piss in their yard. It's okay to piss in the neighbor's yard. When it suits them, liberals, and when it hits home, then morality becomes an issue for them. But they are like Sunday Christians. Sunday, I will follow God's word, but the rest of the week, I will have to spend. But the rest of the week, I'll have to repent come next Sunday. They are full of S. Anyways, they are heading through the wide gate that leads to destruction. Sorry, I hope that they realize how wrong they are and go through the narrow gate, which is Jesus Christ. Then morality will not be an issue. They will live morally and righteously before God. Good grief. And Clarice Davis writes, You are right, Judson. The world has gone mad. So many things wrong. We wake up every day, all day long, to this insanity. Very depressing, to say the least. And it probably will continue to be depressing. 
What to do about it? Are we doing all we can? I surely would like to go back to the innocent 50s and 60s. No such luck. I am really feeling we are going to have to go back to scratch, whatever that may be, before we can go on. It has all gotten so complicated. They can't even make a simple decision to protect the kids from padded swimsuits. Can't even believe it. And the worst part, who are we so posed to believe? The liberals just keep on going and going, totally against the popular vote. <sighs> what the f- what? This retarded. Anyway, I mean, yeah, I mean, I have a feeling it's all going to be the same. <laughs> and Phyllis Owens writes, Who's raising the kids? Mine are grown and having children of their own. I'm here for three out of four, where homeschooling is no longer a thought, but the only alternative to public disregard for God and morality. If we can't stop this insanity, and I know our Tea Party senators and representatives are holding their own for us to stop the wasteful spending, we just have to keep faith and present our case to every American that leaves a church on Sunday. Even just the talk of the Ten Commandments and how people who call themselves Americans no longer want God anywhere in a country created by Christians for God. There are two countries, nations perceived by the Bible as blessed, Israel, and the country to the west settled by the tribe that went over the Caucasus Mountains. Guess who we are? Enough preaching. If anyone has better ideas for flyers outside of churches, please put it on the Tea Party Nation's all discussions. Thanks, Phil in MI. Okay. I just want to read this one more thing. Wait, where is it? Hey, what's up? I have to pick up our laptop and projector. Okay. And Dwayne Bass writes, This all started with taking prayer out of the schools. Christian prayer. This is a Christian conservative nation. It is what we were founded as. And the atheistic left has hijacked our moral guidepost. We need to re-implement those values. And if you do not like it, you can leave. I am speaking to the sexually promiscuous gay constituency here, without a doubt. Let's take on the one aspect of Shiara law that works. Death to the homosexuals and perverts. <laughs> And Katie Calfin writes, I really don't think that we need to kill off anyone, even the gays. Look, I'm not happy that gays are out there, but my beloved uncle is one, and I will protect him with all that I have. So that comment was not cool. As for perverts, well, that is different. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, I just read a couple more. <laughs> forever, this one fucking thread. Um, and Sharon Amster writes, I understand what you were feeling. I am feeling the same. I am from the old school, and I am very much out of the mix. I do not watch many TV shows. I do not like that rap with two Ps music because it is not music. I know. I grew up on music. I look at these people on TV, and I am ashamed for them. We need to find the middle so people will have some pride. This is America. We hold our heads up high. And Katie Kaplan writes, And they sit here and wonder, why are men turning into pedophiles? And it's spelled pity fillies. And they sit here and wonder, why are men turning into petty fillies? Or, however you spell that, LOL, I see these girls go out in short skirts and belly shirts, and their liberal moms and dads wonder why their kids are having sex at 12 years old. If I were a mother of a little girl, I would be having a fit. This is so disgusting. My husband's ex-wife tried dressing my very beautiful 10-year-old stepdaughter in slutty clothing. My husband and I were just like, there is no way this is happening. My stepdaughter, thankfully, was with us on that one. So we ended that fast. They have gone that far again. How much further are we going to let them go? Enough! And Gary Barth writes, Have you seen the show Toddlers and Tiaras? Hey, what's up? Do you need something? Have you seen the show Toddlers and Tiaras? Parents, almost always the mother, actually put their little girls in provocative dress and makeup and parade them in front of crowds of people. A pedophile's dream. If that isn't child abuse, nothing is. And he also writes, I would say that there are pedophiles in high places at Abercrombie and Fitch. 
we've come pretty close to eliminating outright kitty porn, so A&F is now making little girls look like little hookers for our child molesters. And it goes right along with Obama's... <laughs> and it goes right along with Obama's hand-picked, quote-unquote, safe school czar, who believes that adults should have sex with children. Hmm. Wonder what Obama has to do with all of this. Okay. I think I've... <laughs> you guys get the idea? There's uh, at least 12 pages of this discussion, and it, it goes on and on and on. And I don't think anyone's having a, uh, oh my god. <laughs> There's a, oh, an absurd, uh, an absurd comic at the end of the, the last post is just a picture of Obama that says, you liar, and then the real Obama with a uh, hammer and sickle <laughs> flag. Oh god, alright. Next. Next. <laughs> and, um, and the next letter, oh, it's so fucking long, so much like a wall of text. Oh, sweet banana. Um, and in a very predictable topic, we go to the next discussion in the Midas, in the All Discussions subform or whatever it is, and it is entitled "Why Barack Hussein is no, there's no you. Why Barack Hussein Obama should produce his long form birth certificate." And this is from April fourth. A significant percentage of American people believe that Barack Hussein Obama occupies the White House illegally. This belief stems from the fact that these tens of millions of voters do not believe Barack Hussein Obama was born in the United States of America as required by the Constitution. The U.S. Constitution stipulates that only a natural-born citizen or a citizen of the United States at the time of the adoption of the Constitution shall be eligible to hold the office of president. With so many American citizens believing that Barack Hussein does not meet the basic eligibility requirement to be president, Barack Hussein Obama is obligated to show his quote-unquote official long-form birth certificate, which would address this basic question of eligibility. Obama, the liberal media, and his supporters cannot continue to brush aside this growing unrest over the eligibility of Barack Hussein Obama to occupy the highest elected office in the land. Oh, this was posted by Mary J. Smith, by the way. The long-form birth certificate, as opposed to the short form, shows who his parents are, who was present at the birth, the names of the attending physician and the nurse, as well as the address of his parents. As President Barack Hussein Obama's birth certificate is not personal, it is a public document. It must be a public document to clear up the issue of the birthplace and to ensure that he meets the basic eligibility requirements of the Constitution. The fact that Barack Hussein Obama and his supporters who helped him get elected will not produce his quote-unquote long-form birth certificate indicates that there are facts surrounding his birth that will cast doubt on his eligibility to occupy the Oval Office. Once Barack Hussein Obama makes public his long-form birth certificate, the voters of America will realize that one of the greatest frauds in U.S. history has been perpetrated on the American people. Come clean, Barack Hussein Obama, with the American people. Show us your long-form birth certificate. The short-form birth certificate that you have produced does not show the critical information needed to verify that you were born in the United States of America as required under the Constitution. And Bruce Taylor writes... In response to that now three-year-old debate, he doesn't have it and should be removed from office. This is crazy. We are letting a known Muslim supporter ruin our country. And Mary J. Smith writes, I believe a natural-born citizen means that you were born in the United States from the parent who is a United States citizen. As long as one of the parents, when the child is born inside of the United States, is an American citizen, then the child is considered a natural-born U.S. citizen. Barack Hussein Obama would be considered a U.S. citizen because his mother was an American woman citizen. However, if he were not born in the United States, he would not be considered a quote-unquote natural-born, in spite of his mother being American. Barack Hussein Obama is also a citizen of Kenya because his father was Kenyan. He also has dual citizenship from his American American mother and his Kenyan father. Barack Hussein Obama is an enigma with a cloudy background at best. How he crept into Oval Office remains a mystery. An American infidel writes, Mary Barack Obama Sr. was a British subject at the time of BHO's birth, thus making BHO a dual citizen of the U.S. and the U.K. at the time of his birth. 
BHO was born in 1961, and Kenya did not get her independence from the UK until 1963. So BHO was born both a British subject and an American citizen, although doubt remains that his mother was old enough to confer American citizenship to her son as she was still a minor at the time of his birth. Dual citizens are not natural-born citizens. Thus, even if BHO was born in Hawaii, something he has never proven, he is still ineligible to hold office of president or vice president of the United States. And Mary J. Smith writes, This country is in the midst of a constitutional crisis over Barack Hussein Obama's long-form birth certificate and his eligibility to occupy the Oval Office. Set aside the budget for the time being and resolve the constitutional crisis. The past two and one-half years of Obama's presidency may be illegal. If Barack Hussein Obama is not constitutionally qualified to be president, his actions on the budget would be illegal anyway. And Mary, Mary J. Smith writes again, Not since Richard Nixon's lies and cover-up have the countries faced a constitutional crisis like this one, like the one involving Barack Hussein Obama's eligibility to be president, without the necessary birth documents verifying that Barack Hussein Obama was a natural-born citizen of the United States, as stipulated by the Constitution, his presidency is illegal. That means America has not had a legal president for the last two and one-half years. And Jack Corcoran writes, With the liberal media 100% on his side, it would be impossible to get him out of there. Ugh. And then it just goes on and on. Same stupid <laughs> argument. All right. Moving on. And the next thread is by Robbed, who writes in a thread he started called Enough is Enough. And it goes like this. When are we going to take our country back? These politicians are driving us deeper and deeper into damnation, and all we do is sit by and watch. And that's all. And there's some sort of movie here entitled Foreign Aid 101, which I will not watch. And, and another one is entitled by Robert A. Ellis is entitled Proof of Obama's Citizenship. Has not anyone come forward yet and proved or disproved Obama's birth certificate? This may be the fastest way to get him removed or impeached before he us into a commie country. And there are no comments on this one, um, even though it is from two months ago. It's probably just too many threads like that to even pick which, which one do you pick to uh, say the same things in? I don't know. Okay. Oh, my God. All right. So the next one, the next thread we'll read is again by Judson Phillips, and it is entitled Coming Out at CPAC from February 9th, 2011. And it goes like this. CPAC is starting tomorrow, and guess who's coming out at CPAC? It's G.O. Proud, the gay GOP group. G.O. Proud is a disturbing group. First, they are not conservative. Second, they are trying to speak for both the conservative movement and the Tea Party movement. Immediately after the election last year, G.O. Proud, along with a couple of minor members of the Tea Party Patriots, came out with a massive pronouncement about what the new GOP majority in the House should do. This missive of theirs was written as if they spoke for the Tea Party movement. Recently, Tim Pawlenty, the former Minnesota governor and long-shot presidential candidate, came out against the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Chris Byron, the chairman of G.O. Proud, called Pawlenty out of touch with the rank-and-file conservatives. Really? G.O. Proud, which is not now nor has ever been a conservative or a Tea Party group, publicly joined CPAC as a sponsor. A lot of conservatives left. WorldNet Daily is boycotting CPAC. Heritage is not going to be there. Concerned Women for America, the Family Research Council, the Center for Military Readiness, and Liberal Council are all passing on CPAC. A lot of conservative groups are telling CPAC no. Is G.O. Proud a Republican group? Sure, anyone can be a Republican. The GOP has a big tent that runs from the far right to the left. Just because you are a Republican does not make you a conservative. A wise man once said, when all of your friends are telling you that you are wrong and all of your enemies are telling you that you are right, you are wrong. 
Conservatives are telling CPAC that you are wrong in letting this group be a major player at CPAC. It's not a conservative group, and even more disturbing is Geo Proud's desire to try to speak as if it's the leader of movements it is not even a part of. Conservatives are bound by certain principles. They define us. A political party is not defined by those principles. A political party simply exists to get candidates elected. CPAC is the granddaddy of all conservative gatherings. It got its start when the conservatives were wandering in the wilderness. Unfortunately, as conservatism has become big business, CPAC has been taken over and now is being run by those who are not necessarily conservative. We conservatives have the right to say who is part of this movement and who is not. We also have the right to say who speaks for this movement and who does not. Geo Proud is not part of this movement and does not speak for this movement. Those who organize CPAC should be careful. If they keep moving in the direction they are going, they may not be part of this movement in the future, either. And Nancy Evan replies, It's been a long time since I attended the seminar by Masters and Johnson on sexual matters, but I do remember reading Kinsey's report that stated about 69%, I believe this is correct, of men have had some sort of homosexual experience during puberty. Sort of a playing doctor sort of thing. Then when they got older, they thought they had made a choice not to do it again and resorted to being with women. But this was experimental and had nothing to do with real sex, using boys masturbating in front of others, etc. And Shirley Eliakis writes, What makes you think I want to be schooled with these facts? <laughs> and Karen Boswell writes, Bull, theirs is a choice in deciding to live out a desire. So I suppose the next big thing will be, I was born to have a desire for sex with children. It is in my genes. I can't stop myself. Again, I say, Bull. There are such things as moral absolute, just as there are physica absolutes like gravity. There is an absolute right and wrong. That is so disingenuous. Anyway. And Lisa Marie Campagnoli writes, It seems that the ACU and their conference, CPAC, needs to decide what kind of conservatism they stand for. The problem is that they used to stand for traditional conservatism, which included a social conservative stand. They were total conservatives. This is what they became known for. They are now trying to have it both ways. Nothing wrong with stating that they are fiscally conservative organization now, if that's what they want to be. I don't think conservatives would be upset with them if they made it clear that they no longer are concerned with the social conservative agenda. Social conservatives would simply find or start a new organization to support. It seems that ACU does not have the courage to cut the social conservatives loose, probably because they know they would not have much of a following left if they did. And Kimberly Kennedy writes, I agree with you. There are liberals who have infiltrated the TPN for the purpose of causing division. They are not conservatives. I'm glad this article was printed, so they have revealed themselves by name. Good to know who they are. I did not see an article linked in this at all. Anyway, and Michael G. Footy writes, Thanks for snaking out a subversive group. Heterosexuals are confident in their skin. While you are at CPAC, look up the fair tax booth, number 406, and get information about the advantages. And Karen Boswell writes, Hey, genius, have you looked at the current tax laws? Full exemptions that only the mega-rich can afford. The current tax laws are the most oppressive to the working-slash-middle class that were ever dzgd. Anything that has to be filled with exemptions is completely counter to a free people. It, whatever it is, either applies to everyone or it applies to no one. It is as simple as that. William C. Benedict writes, I really do not care if it is politically incorrect to say or not. Geo Proud is a pack of faggots and dykes, and other damn fools sympathetic to damn fool queers, and faggots and dykes are abomination. God has said so. And if you do not agree with God, then you belong, soul and mind, to Satan. That makes you an abomination too. If you do not like that, you still have a free will with which to make a choice to get back in line with God, the truth, and reality. If you choose not to, you deserve the reward... <laughs> 
If you choose not to, you deserve the just reward of eternal death you will have solely chosen for yourself. Call God unjust all you want. It just makes you that much bigger, the self-damned fool. He sets the rules. He has told you the consequence of violating them. And yes, he has given you the choice of life or death. And no, you stupid bastards, it is not genetic. And he continues, much, much longer rant here. Yes, every faggot out there has God's permission to be an abomination, but there's a price tag for being one. As for the separation of the church and state, the First Amendment states, Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press, or of the right of the peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a readdress of grievances. Plainly put, the First Amendment says absolutely nothing about separation of church and state. It does not use the word church. It does not use the word state. What it does use is the words, Congress shall make no law respecting or an establishment of religion. This means in the fullest end of the term that Congress is forbidden to create in any form or fashion a state religion. It says absolutely nothing about permitting Congress to interfere with in any other form or fashion with the free exchange of religion, making absolutely no distinction between one religion or another. Congress in authorizing laws that various government agencies and departments use to discriminate against those they choose to define as sex or religion by any other name is still a religion. The founders erred in their good intent by failing to prohibit the executive branch and the judicial branch from the same excess of constitutional tampering. There's nothing in the wording or intent of the First Amendment that gives the government in any guise the right to exclude ant-religion from the public forum. Satanism is a religion. Atheism is a religion. Paganism is a religion. Islamism is a religion. Christianity in any form is a religion. Our own supreme state court has taken upon itself to recreate and enforce the state religion. Call it anything you want, but its name is Satanism. It is the undisguised announcing and the denial of the worship of God, unless you choose to call him Allah, in the public forum, the very place the Constitution, in fact, guarantees your right to be a Satanist, if that is your bag and your right to parade on the street as an abomination in God's face. If that, too, is your bag, if God gives you that right, by what authority does any government by man have the authority to deny it to you. None. If you want to be a faggot, have at it. If you want to be an atheist, have at it. If you wish to be any kind of Satanist at all, have at it. In truth, you're doing me no harm whatsoever, in so long as you do not presume the right to make me the target of your abomination by or through any act of physical nature. Think all you want, just do not be so stupid as to act. When you step across that line in the sand that separates my God-given rights from your satanically inspired crass desires, then I have the God-given right to immediately assist you in your rapid descent to hell by any means I can. Unless and until you choose to make that very stupid move, I only have one charge from my God. Give you the word. If you choose to deny it, refute it, disclaim it, demean it, in any other way, reject it. I have a second admonition from my God. Shake off the dust of your iniquity from my sandal and move on to pass the word to what perhaps may be more willing ears. How you act in your self-will is between you and the Creator, and the Creator has already told you what your reward would be. My response to that is, welcome to it, damn fool. Well... You told me. Oh, brother. This is is too much. And the final exchange is from Clayton Stamper, who replies to the original post. Judson, I disagree with nearly every post you make. GOP, GeoProud seeks a solvent American government. Don't you? They can be part of our coalition if that coalition's goals are on point. From what I understand, the only unifying principle among the Tea Parties is stop spending, balance the budget, limit government. The Tea Party has nothing to do with gay rights. We don't all actively oppose gay rights. I know I don't. I seek maximum freedom for every American. If that doesn't make me a conservative in your eyes, then you're not a conservative in Barry Goldwater's eyes. Stop pretending like you speak for everyone in this movement. And Judson Phillips replies, If you disagree with me, why are you here? Take a look around and see what a majority of the Tea Party activists have said here. Most of them are social as well as fiscal conservatives. Oh, and while you're at it, quit being a jerk. (laughs) <laughs> and Clayton Stamper writes, Good question. 
And Alan Coven writes, Judson, quit being a jerk was, I'm sure, a knee-jerk reaction from you. As far as I'm concerned, the Tea Party was supposed to stand for freedom and not right-wing social conservatism. And while we're on the subject, what exactly does a social conservative stand for? Their views to the exclusion of all others? Their definition of God morality in exclusion of all others? It seems to me that there's too many trigger words being tossed around. Hell, even conservative now seems to be undefined. Perhaps this is an issue that needs to be addressed. Where exactly are the limits of the Tea Party philosophy? And this is where the discussion breaks down into a what do we stand for? What do you stand for? Uh, have you read the Federalist Papers or the Bible or the 5,000 year leap? Uh, or is it about money? Is it about all social things? Is it about the Bible? It just sort of degenerates from there into a giant argument. So, um, and it goes on for 27 pages total, which is a lot of uh, angry dialogue. Yeah, there's just a lot of rage going on here. Okay, that's going to be the end of this episode of Lou Reed's theteapartynation.com forums at teapartynation.com. Now, you know, I think it's no no secret that I'm of a more liberal bent, progressive bent. Uh, I'm not a pedophile. I don't see what's wrong with uh, little kids in bikinis. I don't think that uh, pedophiles necessarily go with that. I mean, are you talking about a homosexual pedophile? Doesn't affect them. That seems to be the majority of pedophiles that we hear about in the news. Um, religion, you know, the whole arrest the Pope movement. Pedophiles who prey on children. I mean, ah, it's just, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> because, you know, the rage is uh, is unbelievable. Where are these people for eight years, I always say, of the Bush administration, where, you know, it's all been, we've already rashed out a million times, but these guys are, you know, almost three years into the Obama campaign, and they are still freaking out about this guy running the country. They should probably be spending their time more productively in their own, making their local communities better, rather than going bananas on the internet. But that's what the internet is for, for going bananas. Apparently these people are taking full advantage of that. Whatever. <laughs> It's like, I didn't, oh, you know, I didn't read anything about Planned Parenthood. That would have been good. You heathens, abortionists, abortionites. Oh, no. I don't get it. Oh, it's just too many. Too many. Too many. I mean, it just goes on and on. The rage. The rage is unbelievable. I mean, um, you know, both sides, left and right, a lot of rage going on. But this particular um, flavor of rage is really, uh, really fascinating. And I hope that you have found it fascinating and not boring. Anyway, enough talk about these people and their madness. So what's new? Hope everyone got to see all the pictures of the uh, birthday wishes I got from all the forums I've had to sign up for. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, I wanted to discuss the brief hacker thing that happened on my site. It looked like somebody, some intrepid person decided to do what's known as the pharma hack to my website, where um, if you search for Lou Reed's, like the second hit for Lou Reed's was... Um, you know, online pharmacy bullshit or whatever. And luckily the site that they were rerouting traffic to, I don't even know how people were seeing it because I never saw it, but um, there that site went down and then that broke the RSS feed and I was able to get DreamHost to help me out and show me where all the hacked files were and then I deleted them and hopefully this um, didn't affect anybody too much. Um, and, or if it did, I hope you were able to find really great prices on Viagra and Cialis because everyone knows that America needs more boners. So hopefully it's fixed and I appreciate everyone who's IM'd me and sent me emails to let me know that something is wrong with the site because there's something usually is wrong with the site and it's very frustrating. But, you know, 
My lost hours of sleep are nothing compared to the sorrow knowing that I've subjected you to Viagra commercials. Um, I wanted to uh, give a shout out to all the forum members at mlponies.com for being so understanding uh, of my read of their podcast. It was, uh, I saw some traffic last, like a day or two after I posted that podcast coming from some live stream thing and I went and hung out in a chat room of people who were watching uh, one of the members of that forum drawing a My Little Pony character in Illustrator and it was uh, very well done. And uh, it was kind of, it was a fun, it was an entertaining half an hour of sitting in a chat room and, and talking about podcasts and ponyisms and whatnot. Don't worry, I've not succumbed to the My Little Pony dementia, but you know, I haven't watched a full episode, so maybe if I do watch an episode, you know, start making my My Little Pony costume. You know, you can never really start too early for Halloween. Uh, and also, that was the first episode of Lou Reads where I got somebody um, posted a comment that they thought that was the worst episode ever, or, or so far, I'm sure. Gotta leave some room for future terrible episodes. Um, but I appreciate the feedback. Um, uh, certainly, I there that wasn't my least favorite one, but... I appreciate someone telling me that they thought it was boring. Um, <laughs> let that be the last one I ever get, because I don't ever want to hear that again. You hurt my feelings. I cried for a long time. Uh, and I want to thank everyone who's still asking for magnets. I still have magnets. If you want one, let me know. Pictures are starting to trickle in. I think I got like three over the weekend. Hey, what's up? What's going on? Where was I? Shit. I don't remember. Oh, yes. So you made me cry. As you can tell, I'm recording this at work. I think I may, may have mentioned that an hour ago when I started recording. Oh, what else? Oh, yes. So the pictures are trickling in, and um, that's a good thing. I'm, I'm glad. Um, still, maybe at a quarter of all the magnets have gotten a photo taken of them. Um, some people have been promising and then not fulfilling. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty, but the photo is all I get out of it. So, <laughs> Other than knowing that it's probably... Um, holding up something on your uh, refrigerator or... Oh, I just got one that was my magnet in a bunch of different places on a mixing board, <laughs> which is which is kind of funny and odd. I think it's funny when people are like, here's the picture of your magnet in a non-magnet-related setting. I just want to make sure that it's, you know, it's doing its magnet job of holding something up. But don't let me stop your creativity of magnet photo-taking. Photo, photo magnets. In other Lou Reed's nudes, uh, my new voiceover demo is almost done. It's going up. Probably put it, the new one up on the website in a week. It is really good, and it better be because it cost me a lot of money. So I hope people will give that a listen and say, "Wow, I want to give this guy a job at my ice cream shop because I bet he could give make a good scoop." And trust me, I can make a damn good scoop. I can mix all the toppings in too. Colstone Creamery, Steve's Ice Cream, whatever you want. I put some Jimmy's on there. Fold in some uh, Reese's Pieces, whatever you want. Fold in some combos. Who doesn't like combos in their ice cream? For reals, y'all. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if that's something people really do. I want to thank everyone who's been uh, rating me on the iTunes and writing reviews. I found some new reviews on there recently, and that filled my heart with glowing warmth. If you haven't done so, please do so. We can never have enough things. And I also saw, I had said maybe two episodes ago that I was going to be on the F Plus podcast. And um, I did record one, but it turned out that there was, uh, it just wasn't up to snuff. Not due to any fault of my own, I hope. We'll probably try again for another topic. Just wasn't quite peppy and poppy enough for um, the exacting standards of the F+. So look for that at a future date. I'll, I'll make a reminder when it happens. So I think that's going to be it. I'm sorry that you had to listen to all this uh, Obama hate, but it's out there. People be talking about it. And the next one, I think the next episode, I will make a gross one. So um, not gross, politically gross, but gross. Why do people want to live like that gross? What do you think about that? 
Is your, is your brain mouth salivating at that? <laughs> your ears? If you have liquid coming out of your ears, you should see a doctor. That's not uh, ear saliva. Anyway, my name is Lou. This has been Lou Reads the Internet for you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.